Hey there, I'm Greg. I'm David. And this is our first vlogcast. So let me just answer some questions right out of the gate that you might have. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you broadcasting this? Well, for me, I'm doing it for two reasons. One is I need a place to vent for my own peace of mind. Maybe you're like me where you write letters, send emails, make phone calls to your government leadership, or you do your research on topics and individuals. You vote intelligently, but at the end of the day, you wonder, does it, anybody hear me? Is anybody listening? Do I even have a voice? So here we are. Now, I'm not expecting any specific outcome. We're not, I mean, you're not expecting anything. No, no, no. So uh, we just, for me, I need a place to vent because it really does get me worked up listening to the news, seeing the news and hearing all the crap that's going on. So I just need a place to, to vent. The other reason is because sometimes when you listen to different broadcasts or you watch a movie or TV, you think to yourself, you know, I think it would have been better said this way. Or maybe they didn't cover something that you thought of. So this is an, an opportunity to do that where we watch things and hear things and think maybe they didn't cover it from this angle. So that that's my second reason. Yeah, for, for me, um, I don't quite get frustrated um, in response to, but I do feel like there are very few conservative voices out there. Uh, some of us, you know, more popular known, and, um, got a large audience and so forth. But even with that, there's still a significant um, disproportion to what the liberal progressive agenda pushes. And uh, for me personally, like I'm surprised there are things that are just general knowledge for me that you would think that every citizen should know, every John public should know, and they have no idea. So I think this is a really good opportunity for Greg and I, you know, just to be one more voice out there. It's not about competing with anyone else. So that that that's that's my my two cents on on, on yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> one of the things that what uh, made us think of doing this is that uh, we both go to the same church and we work security at the church. And so we're sitting in the command center, as I like to call it, <laughs> where all the cameras, uh, where you can see all the cameras. And all of a sudden we just start talking about some wild stuff. I think it's stuff that's really noteworthy. It's stuff that I think all of us, we're not, can't be the only people thinking like this. So we just thought, hey, why don't we just start recording and see where this goes? Also, him being cool-headed is, uh, and me not being cool-headed, <laughs> he's definitely the the go-to guy, you know, if, if you need somebody to hold your hand or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I will say all that now. Yeah. <laughs> as far as topics, it's going to be current events. Let's talk a little bit about rules or some background information. I think we're both logical people so ask yourself this are you are you logical or emotional logic versus emotion which one are you i mean there's not a right one and a wrong one you you are what you are so i'm sort of and i think david's the same way just data driven by logic very analytical kind of like a vulcan that's how i like to think of myself <laughs> you know live long and prosper i want to strip away all the emotion as we go to talk about something and not get all emotional but if you talk to young people today depending on their education you'll get some pretty temperamental people oh my goodness yeah <laughs> so anyway uh real science not politicized science so the science that stays science forever 
you know, it's just that's just it. It's, that's just it. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know the thing about being or having an emotional response to stuff is um, if that is your key driver for what you accept or what you reject. Um, you're going to find yourself going back and forth several times a day, every day. You can encounter so many things, you know, that'll make you feel one way or another. But that shouldn't be the, the main driver for how we process information or our experiences. I think that keeping that in check, one of the things that I often hear people, and it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it's an interesting an interesting thing to me is being objective all right and i think that's possible what i think is impossible is for a person to not have um, a bias or an influence one way or another and to be completely devoid of of your prejudices which is not necessarily a bad word but there are things you like and there are things you don't like I think that that is a rule of thumb for for all of us. One of the things that I try my best to do is, even though I may not agree with something, I try to understand what might be driving that person or group of persons to do that. Try to keep it in in some context. I have no idea, no no issue saying you know. Well, for me personally, I might not have done that, but given the circumstances or the situation that they might have been at that point in time. I can see it. I may not agree, you know, but I can understand that to some degree. And uh, that's what you're going to get from Greg and I. It's just honest, candid, two guys just shooting the breeze and uh, just sharing our thoughts with you guys. There's nothing more to it than that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> simply. I mean, it's probably basically the kind of, kind of conversations that you've already had with your friends. And you're like, oh, yeah. So now we're going to do a test. This is uh, going to see if you're logical or emotional. So I'm going to say four different things. And what I want you to focus on is not the names of the thing, things so much as the physiological response that you your body has. So here we go. Fox News, <laughs> CNN, President Trump, President Obama. Okay. So no matter what side of the aisle you're on, your body had a physical response. Your heart skipped a beat, or your palms got sweaty, or your stomach got a little knotted up, or your throat got a little tight. So rather than your mind shooting off into, oh, I hate that person, or oh, I can't stand that news outlet, or blah, 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 just stop back up for a second and go, wait, 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 wait. Why did I have that reaction? And I don't think... There's too many people that actually do that, especially zero young people that would do a little <laughs> self-analysis like that. But seriously, think about why did I have that reaction? So your, your body reacted, and I didn't espouse any ideologies. I just want you to think about what that reaction was and why it was. So somewhere, basically, you've gotten data about these names, and depending on where you grew up or who you grew up with or what kind of education you've had, those things have helped formed your current state of political ideologies. So what does this mean? Not everything is true. Not everything is a lie. Well, okay. That sounds kind of Assassin's Creed-ish, but <laughs> not too helpful. But, so we're going to figure it out 
But really the first thing that I want you guys to do is kind of focus on why did I have that reaction. So, and then if you do, let's say you do hate this person or you do, or you can't stand this news outlet. Why? Why do you hate this person? Do you know them personally? Oh no, it's just what I hear on the news. Really? So like high school was, you had feelings about this person, that person. I mean, we had the jocks, the druggies, <laughs> the, the regulars, the cheerleaders, the nerds, the sluts. <laughs> you know, I mean, there was obviously these different groups and all of us fit into one of them or some of them. But basically, they're there, and it's the same thing in politics. Um, Whether you want to or not, <clears throat> this is the thing, right? I, there has been, uh, in my opinion, a very concerted effort to marginalize people that have certain views. And that's predominantly conservative views, uh, Judeo-Christian views. Uh, biblical worldviews, anywhere in that spectrum you may find yourself. More times than not, people think that they're the only ones that feel that way, that they're outnumbered, and that is by design. The left's agenda has several components, and, and one of those is to make you think that you're alone. To the point where you're afraid to express your views or share your thoughts on any given news topic or situation from day to day. And once you feel that way, you know you're probably going to be very withdrawn from your fellow man, less willing to engage in conversation and discourse. That's a tactic, you know, and this goes back to what I said about one of the things that I feel is the case where there's so much noise and, and so much repetition of a particular view or position on any topic that it gives the illusion that this is what everyone thinks. This is what the majority of Americans think. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, this is, uh, you know, just tossing our hat in the ring at like-minded men and women can say, oh, there's one more voice. You know, there these two random guys think and, and, and have the same views and ideas that we have, and, and that's fine. So be confident, you know, don't don't be intimidated, you know, because you, you think a certain way or you, you have a certain view. Express that. And that's huge, too, yeah. because either you don't say something, even though you feel one way, just so you can kind of get along. So kind of back to the earlier thing about having a physical response to one of those names. Well, did, did you have a physical response when you hear the name conservative? I mean, and if, if you hate conservatives or you hate liberals, why is it because, I mean, why is it? I mean, if you thought of it, can, can you come up with your own reason? Why is it? Well, it's because my, all my friends do. I mean, that may have worked in high school, but, you know, how about now? Well, don't you need to have your own reason? Don't you need to have your own definition of why you like or dislike somebody? Yeah, and, and, and that is a very commonplace um, situation today where people accept certain things or agree to certain things because they don't want to rock the boat to disturb the peace and so forth. But I'll tell you this, man. There is a dynamic 
that exist in in America today where if you go against the grain you know, it it comes with a certain blowback or or response and it doesn't matter what the the point is if you disagree with mainstream ideology chances are there's a there's going to be some collateral damage to that and I think it's really important once you have your own views that you're convicted in that because we're approaching a point in time where your resolve is going to be put to the test. Are you willing to stand and fight or die for what you believe in? Or are you, as they say in Game of Thrones, bend the knee, which I've been watching lately. <laughs> you know? So yeah, are you going to bend the knee? And the the time for a lot of people are bending the knee yeah yeah definitely it, yeah it, there there's a lot of that and I, i'm not going to judge that but there will come a time where you're going to be asked to pay more than you're willing to pay and the only way to have some sort of resilience to that is if you practice taking a stand now you're not going to just wake up one day next week and say okay I'm not dealing with this anymore. You're going to do what you've always done. And when it gets to a point where the price is too much, you're just going to fold. That is most likely what's going to happen. You have to practice taking a stand now and believing in what you believe unashamedly. Yeah, and one of the things that, the other things that used to get me so frustrated about politics is when I did some self-analysis was that, I didn't know enough about the said topic to properly articulate on it. And once I started doing my own research, uh, digging deep. So, yeah, it takes work. And I think a lot of young people are just intellectually lazy. I mean, beside, outside the academic field, people are intellectually lazy. They just kind of want to mentally coast with whatever tide is the highest or whatever wave is the biggest. Anyway, I had to look inward and find out why am I so angry all the time? And it wasn't anybody else's fault. It was me for not doing the homework, for not doing my due diligence and researching. And once I started doing that, then I didn't get as angry anymore. And then I could calmly, I could actually have a conversation with somebody. And as long as they remain cordial, we could, you know, continue to have the conversation. So that, that, that's the challenge nowadays, you uh, know. That's a real <laughs> Be, challenge. <laughs> because the, the, the liberal agenda is fueled by emotion. So it, it, it's very difficult to have a balanced, constructive conversation uh, with someone of that mindset. And some of them will push you to the point where you just want to smack the... <laughs> you know, but... Uh, uh, that is what it is. But as long as you are able to defend your point intelligently and, 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 and um, not be swayed by a loud voice or just a, a barrage of, of uh, nonsense, you know, that has nothing to do with, with what it is you're talking about, uh, you should be fine. And one of the things that you also need to to be mindful of is there are some folks you just can't talk to you just can't have a conversation with and that's fine you go your way let them go theirs 
and that'll be the end of that. But don't think that you're going to be able to have a conversation intelligently, constructively, or even influence uh, some people out there. It is not going to happen. And when you try to do it, because it, it's so obvious to you what certain things are and, and is beyond your, your, your comprehension as to why they can't see it, it will drive you insane. I have tried and I have failed and I have tried and I have failed and it cannot be done. But maybe it wasn't you that failed, though. Well, could be. You know? um, yeah, definitely. So I know for me, when when if a kid starts getting mouthy and emotional, um, I, I need to walk away because really, honestly, to be honest with you, I just want to punch them in the throat. I mean, I probably want to do to them what they what they want to do to me. So I'm, I'm taking the extra step and I'm doing the research and I'm learning what it is I want to understand or what it is I want to articulate. And I just think a lot of people are, are emotionally lazy and they don't want to do the work. All right. So the next thing is uh, definitions matter. So one of the things that, uh, let's say I ask you guys, what what's your definition of a Christian? I mean, what's your definition of a Christian? Uh, I think it's just someone that tries to follow the Bible and believes in God, believes in who he is. Um, I think that's, that's really all there is to it. Um, and not just believing academically, you know, yeah. but experientially and just with every fiber in your being, believing that God is who he is. Um, that's it. I think that that is it, belief in God, true belief in God. For us, or at least I'll say for me that it's attempting to be a follower of Christ. That doesn't mean that I'm there. That doesn't mean I'm 100% on spot. That doesn't mean that I don't ever cuss or, you know, I don't see a lot of that stuff, the cussing, the drinking, the smoking, a lot of that stuff is like a check the box kind of religion where I don't think God or Christ ever intended that you know it was just like about well, Billy Graham always said it was about a relationship do you know him yep. I mean that was basically all he said is do you know him and he never proselytized one religion over another in fact he was really good about getting them all of them to work yeah. together but so that that's where we're at we're just like I'm not in front of you I'm maybe behind you as far as a Christian or I'm beside you and I'm looking at you like hey let's let's uh let's help each other out get there but yeah, that's just where I'm at. Yeah, the, 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 those do and do's and don'ts, um, <laughs> it's probably one of the oldest arguments between or points of contention between the body of believers. You know, it's like, well, if you're a Christian, you know, you should do this and you shouldn't do that. And um, my response to that is if your heart is truly desiring to live like christ and, ple and 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 please christ and 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 be a, a witness or a testimony your actions naturally will fall in line it, it's not something that you have to consciously tell yourself well no i won't smoke today or no i won't curse today you know those things just naturally fall into place once your heart is in the right place. Um, and I'll tell you, there are some people that will do all the right things, but they live like devils 
<laughs> you know, I know a few of them personally. You know, they they are oh, they they give you a checklist. You know, oh, I I don't do this or I, I've never done this. And man, some of the most disgusting, vile people you'll ever want to meet are those I call them religious folk. You know, I got no use for it. I think Christianity is a very simple thing uh, initially. Um, and it takes on different dimensions as you grow and as you mature. But outside it's of... It's not a cookie cutter. No, it's either. not. It's not. I mean, yeah. everybody has their own... They're, on their, they're, they're coming at it from their own way. That's not like, I need to be more like David, yep. or he needs to be more like you, or you need to be more like somebody. That's, that's not it at all. You just... Like Billy Graham said, do you know him? Let's start there. Yeah. All right. And then as you get into his word and Holy Spirit comes on you, you know, he'll guide you to where he wants you to be. Oh. But a lot of people kind of do a lot of comparison and think that, oh, that's not me. But a lot of people think Christianity's fake. Um, and there's for good reason for that. I mean, you have pedophiles in churches. You have a lot of hypocrites yeah you heard about this uh <laughs> this pastor in new york uh that got robbed while he was doing a sermon no yeah he and his wife he's up there preaching and some men with guns ran in the church and robbed him and his wife i think of a million dollars in jewelry <laughs> i Whoa. kid you not yeah I mean, yeah. like the whole congregation. No, they robbed him. Him and his wife. Just the two of them yeah. had a million dollars worth of jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, yeah. just casually on a Sunday morning. Mr. Mr. and Mrs. T. I yeah. Know. You know? Good Lord. And this is an inner city in New York, man. Uh, to be that flamboyant in, in a time where people can't even pay rent. People yeah. can't buy food. Mm. Um, and, and you're just so tone deaf to the realities that people face that you don't find it wrong with casually wearing half a million dollars in jewelry uh, on a Sunday morning. When people see that, you, you can't argue with them. Mm -mm. When they say, nah, you all church folks, man, you all Christian folks, how, how can you argue with that? These are the people that are representing Christianity today. There was another guy, um, in Missouri that went off on his congregation because they weren't giving him enough gifts. <laughs> I mean, this dude was going off. You know, like, I ain't worth your Gucci money. I ain't worth your Red Lobster money. I've been asking for a watch since last year and now it's in Sam's. He said, wow. yeah, I mean, when you have people like that waving the banner of, of Christianity. It, it makes everything look bad. Yeah. Brings it into disrepute. And when people are of the view that now I don't want anything to do with that, I mean, yeah, I understand. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know? I mean, if anybody deserved to be treated like a king, it was Christ, and he came in on a donkey. Yep. An ass. I mean, what's up with that? Yeah, yeah that's a good example of not being a Christian. But I, I, I think it's infinitely simpler than many people make it out to be mm -hmm. um, i think once you bring it down to its lowest common denominator everything else 
just falls into place. And you, you'd be surprised, me personally, you know, with my walk with the Lord, as I got closer in my relationship with the Lord, there are certain things that just didn't appeal to me. And I couldn't even tell you when I lost interest. One day, I just had no interest, desire, or even the slightest curiosity or... In to... porn. <laughs> Among many other things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, it, it, it just goes away, man. And when you try to distance yourself from those things based on willpower or doing a pros and cons list uh, based on how you feel, there are days when you're not going to feel so strong. And those are days that you're probably going to fall back into old habits. And because we're not strong enough to hold ourselves up. And once we come to terms with that, a lot of things get easier. Um, but yeah, I think once you, you start correctly, everything else just, just takes care of itself um, in the most miraculous way. I think that comes with maturity. And I mean like, physical age maturity because i was younger i was a lot more judgmental you know when i was a teenager i was like oh i'll never let my kid do that <laughs> you know and then you have kids and they're doing that and you're yeah. like oh okay that's why that's happening so yeah you get knowledge and then you get understanding and then you kind of understand where things are at but just kind of calling every person a hypocrite is silly because hypocrisy is like cancer it's not exclusive to one entity or another i mean yep. it's there for anybody who wants to be a part of it very true um so on with definitions so what's your definition let's say of a liberal so let me let me read this uh dictionary definition because this is probably the first thing that came to your mind of or relating to or based on the liberal arts liberal education given or provided in a generous and open-handed way Example, a liberal meal. So, uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, you kind of get the idea. I mean, you probably have a picture of somebody that, that, that is liberal, that is, what, young and loud and uh, <laughs> intolerant, I guess, on the, on the younger scale. But then you have the liberals on the older scale, I would say that are very intellectual. This is what amazes me. Like, what's, what's that science guy that is in a wheelchair and he talks? Hawking. Hawking. Yeah. Stephen Hawking. You know, as brilliant as he is, he's an idiot. I mean, just think about this. Just based on what the Bible says, only the fool says in, a, in his heart that there is no God. So for all his knowledge... When you put him up against that, I mean, he, he's just a fool yeah. with all that stuff. Yeah. That's very humbling, I think. You know, the, the, the liberals today are very interesting sort to me. Because, by as Greg just read, the textbook definition of liberal is accepting of any and all things right if you're a liberal you're open-minded to the point where you're okay with anything um except christians well <laughs> even that man but I, these these folks today 
are anything but liberal. They are a bunch of little dictators because they have zero tolerance, zero respect for anyone that sees things differently. Now, you have to see it their way. You have to acknowledge that their way is the correct way. And unless you do that, you are public enemy number one. It's any it's it's the complete opposite of liberal. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> and, and, and you know, and, and therein lies the rub. They have, by sleight of hand, completely changed the definition of what liberal is. Because this is something that they exercise on every aspect of life today and it just goes more redefining things and and changing the meaning of things let me ask you a question right one of the most common labels that they place on people today especially of conservative is homophobic you know what does that mean <laughs> all right the textbook definition yeah. Uh, a fear of homosexuals. Yeah, I, I'm not afraid of homosexuals. I'm not afraid of homosexuals. <laughs> but you know what's weird about that? You can you can call them uh, Christian phobes, Christian phobes. What's weird about them is that they are everything that they accuse you yeah. of. Yep. That is the most. I mean, if you can remember that, anytime you hear a newscast or you see some politician talking, if they're accusing someone. Of bad behavior, that means that they're doing the bad yeah, behavior yeah. every single day. Mm -hmm. And that, if you think about that and go back and look at that, or if you analyze it going forward, any any liberal or any whatever you want to call them, socialist, communist, exactly what they are, communist. They, <laughs> they they are accusing you of what they practice every day. Yeah, and that that's communism one hundred and one. You know, Saul Alinsky. Who is the, the the granddaddy of of all of these folks running around here today? One of his tenets was accuse your enemies of what you're guilty of, so that they have to play defense. And you look at the the Democratic playbook, the Democratic Party's playbook. That is all they do. Mm. They accuse their political. Uh, opponents and they're good at yeah i mean they they're a master class man because they've been doing it so long and then you have these uh, republicans like oh we're not going to stoop to their level and we're not going to be that party that is straight out of their playbook attack constantly by accusing you of things that they know you're not guilty of and and that really has the only uh the single-minded goal of detracting or distracting away from what they're involved in look at this guy andrew gillum he was a democratic uh nominee right for governor of florida and this guy came out and was calling conservatives everything but their names came to find out all of the things that they were accused that he was accusing his opponents of um he got caught in um embezzlement um, he was also found naked 
in the <laughs> in the hotel room with another dude with drugs all over the floor. I mean, he was passed out, butt naked. But these are the kinds of yeah. people that they are. They will attack you. They will attack your character with no basis, and it only serves as a distraction to take the eyes off of them. There's nothing more to it than that. And if you keep that in mind, you find yourself being able to deal with them better. You know one of the things that the left hates? Being insulted. I have the truth. <laughs> that too. I mean, and I'll tell you, to each their own. And it all depends on your, your, your personality and your makeup. But you take the gloves off with them. Um, because you're not going to have a rational debate. If you so choose to engage and really put them on the back foot, they, they, they can't deal with that. And again, it is because they are coming from a place that is totally emotional driven. So there is nothing to hold on to other than how they feel at any given moment. Understanding what you're dealing with and who you're dealing with is, is the first is the first step of, of being successful in, in battle. All right, so what's your definition of a conservative? Of or relating to a philosophy of conservatism marked by moderation or caution, a conservative suit, conservative estimate, elegance, taste, style, manners. Those aren't the first definitions. If you ask a liberal the definition of a conservative, they'll probably say um, dictator. Um, <laughs> racist. Racist, homophobe. <laughs> they, they love that. Everything phobe. I mean, honestly, it's just, it's not like, it's not, maybe you think of money about being conservative with the money that, but conservative is just, we're about freedom, yeah. about truth, not afraid of the truth, but not about being accusatory. Small government. Small government. <laughs> it's a big one right there, man. And if you, if you're for big government, why are you for big government? Because uh, they give me free stuff. They give you free stuff, but where does, where does the money come for that free stuff? Does, does it come from the sky? From, I mean, where does it come from? So the, the people are paying the taxes, like this current thing yep. with the uh, education and paying, not making these people pay their own bills. Student loans, yeah. Student loans. Um, that's, 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 that makes me angry. That's another thing that makes me angry. Five. I've, I'd, initially, I was reading it was $300 billion worth of debt. That, but the latest uh, count is $500 billion of debt just wiped off. So if, you, <laughs> if you look at some of the, the degrees that these people took these loans out for at some of these liberal colleges and universities gender studies yeah. just the whole political science yeah. uh, arena um underwater basket weaving <laughs> is an actual course of study right wow. and people are taking loans out for this kinds of stuff that they that that has absolutely no marketability after the fact and then it, it's just done away with and then people That's shameful. Like, yeah, it is. I mean, even if a college even offers that, they should pay the student to take it. Yeah. I mean, like, woman studies. Um, I won't mention his name, but he went undercover at a university. Um, 
all vision, um, virtual Zoom, right? And uh, it was he was giving a defense or making um, presenting on his paper on fat studies. Fat. Fat. F A T studies. Put on costume and everything, makeup, look like a a three hundred pound lady, and read a completely made up paper to actual college professors and students and they peer reviewed this paper and uh, accepted this paper uh, as curriculum uh, oh, I think they went on to offer him a position at the university uh, for fat studies <laughs> alright so I mean I, I have a problem paying for that I really do <laughs> that, that's a serious thing these days like when when I was at the point of going to college. Back then, it was still, I was really pushed by the folks, you know. Uh -huh. So, right out of high school, I went to college, which is a good thing for me because if I had waited, like a lot of people like to do, and, you know, I'm going to take a break, I never would have gone to college. I'm not saying that you have to have college. I'm just saying that that's what I did. And back then, it was a little more meaningful yep. than it is now. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> and my degree was in psychology. Okay. So at least that's you can be applied in any, yeah, any uh, area of work, uh, psychology. But if you want to make money, you got to have a doctorate. Yeah, so you got you got to go all the way. Yep. I didn't do that. I just got yeah. the bachelor's. But yeah, I I come from my family and and cultural background is one where there aren't very many avenues for success outside of academics. So that's the culture in the country that I, I was born and grew up in. Uh, families, um, mantra was study, study, study. And for the most part, you know, I've always defaulted to that's what it's going to be for my kids, that they go to college. And um, I, I've, I've had to do a, a, a hard, hard 180 on that now for a lot of different reasons and um, in spite of all of the challenges and, and things that exist in, in, the, in our country today there is still no other country where so many opportunity um, roads uh, things that you can get into that can be very lucrative that can be very profitable and you don't have to go the college route i do believe that whatever you choose to do that you should qualify yourself to be the best at it um, whether it's you know fixing cars whether it's straight uh straightening and painting cars whether it's building houses, whatever it is that you you should work to perfect your craft or, or get the uh, accreditation that sets you apart. There are a lot of vocational schools now, vocational high schools where you can go and learn to do this kinds of stuff as opposed to going the traditional college route. So that's the first thing, you know, I've really come to terms with the fact that, you know, college is not the only way to go. Um, now, in addition to that, Colleges are no longer safe mm -mm. for your kids. See, I was getting ready to say something there. That you, it's like you kind of might be, or you should be scared to send your kids oh to college goodness. these days. Yeah. 
I mean, if if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, you you, yeah. you need to be concerned about it. You, you may think that, oh, my kid's tough. I taught them well. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, for them to survive, I mean, you remember what you had to do in high school to survive. But in order for your kids in college to survive, they have to bend the knee to the professor. Yep. And if they don't, then the grade is affected. And so, yeah, be really careful about yeah, coughing be, up this money. Yeah, man, because <clears throat> all they're doing is indoctrinating these kids and filling their head with nonsense and encouraging entitlement. So I was looking at a video of uh, law school. Uh, I want to say it was Georgetown. Law graduates this year either this year or last year and um they were actually talking about implementing at the school uh crying rooms so if the the trial is not going their way and they need a moment they can uh they can take a break and and go to to one of these rooms and and cry and and, and have a moment and i'm like you tell these kids for four years that this is okay they go out with this expectation that this is what they're entitled to right um and that is not based in reality at all. They're totally unprepared for life. They're completely misguided, completely brainwashed. I mean, it, it is work to get out of there intact. What these colleges are, they are a, a camp. Indoctrination yeah, camp. Yeah, indoctrination camp for these kids. <clears throat> and after they get rid of us and our parents you know they don't have to worry about civil disobedience or any pushback uh from these kids coming up because mm -hmm. they're they're completely compliant completely programmed and just ready and willing to accept whatever is put upon them and like china yeah Does anything good come from liberalism no man you know reagan said you know and, and if we're looking at it from the uh dictionary definition of liberalism you know yes there there should be an exchange of ideas and different viewpoints in the, in the town square but this ain't that with no. these people and reagan used to say that if communism comes to america it's going to come under the disguise of liberalism and just look at where we are they claim like you said big tent you know all are welcome and that is absolutely not the case but think about that i mean seriously think, think have a conversation like can you think of anything good that's come from liberalism and not the textbook definition of you know being generous or uh, you're liberal with your money to help other people but just politically, liberalism, it destroys everything, everything. it touches. Yep. I mean, it's destroyed the education system. Oh, yeah. It's destroyed politics. Sports. And it's destroying the military. Oh, yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Uh, it's so frustrating because nobody sees this, so they just keep hyping up the emotion. But it nothing. I mean, tell me if you know of something good that's come from liberalism, but it really does 
It's like the opposite of the Midas touch. It's yeah. like the, it turns to dust. Yeah, it, it destroys <laughs> everything. And I, I think that the reason is no view with a progressive liberal mindset is sustainable because it changes from day to day. Whatever the newest outrage is, that's what is going to drive their decisions and their policies. It won't stand up to scrutiny in the business world. It, it won't stand up to scrutiny uh, from a military perspective. Because, <laughs> look at this, right? Um, this dude, I, I can't remember his name, from the Pentagon, all right? Uh, earlier this year, way earlier this year, came out and gave, uh, in a press conference, was talking about how surprised that uh, the DOJ was that the Taliban is not being as inclusive as they would like, <laughs> right? <laughs> so... <laughs> And he was genuinely surprised, right? So let that sink in for a moment. This is the liberal expectation mm -hmm. that the Taliban, <laughs> all right, everyone knows where they stand. They don't play. And the liberal mind expects these people to cater to liberal ideas right but the reality is people are dying they're executing people they're beheading people they're and they don't like homosexuals yeah no they, matter what you want they impose sharia law so there is a disconnect there is this this dream view or or or, or imaginative expectation of what things are or should be and then there's reality and more times than not liberals are so far off from what the reality of anything is you can't run a successful business by giving everything away you, you just can't <laughs> it's interesting that these people the Pelosi's and the Schumer's and and the mansions and all of them, they'll give our money away, but they won't give theirs. So there's a disconnect, or even worse, there's an, an absolute disrespect. Um, they just don't care about us. They don't care about you because they won't do for themselves what they, what they push down our throats. Uh, they're not going to open up their houses. Yeah. You know, to, and why do you think yeah. that they don't care? I'll tell you why. It's because they don't suffer under the decisions they make. Yep. So if their kids had to go into the public education system, if if when they're done serving, they went back into the system like everybody else, if they had to find their own health care like everybody else, if there's no personal consequence, then why should they change? Yeah. They, so. they're so detached look at gavin newsom right this dude shut schools down for everyone but his kids were attending private schools so they were completely unaffected by the policies that he decided to enact and and that's just one case of many 
with with most of these politicians. And how many times was he caught out eating when everybody was supposed to be yeah. locked up? And how many times was he caught not wearing a mask when the mask was mandated? So I think there is a concentrated uh, level of, of hypocrisy and dishonesty within the liberal camp more so than anywhere else. So many people don't see it or don't want to see it. I don't know. I'll tell you, eh? um, I think genuine ignorance and blindness only goes so far. And I think we are past that point. There's too much accessibility to information. Uh, there's too much accessibility to documentation and facts and and just anything that you want to know to to claim ignorance I, 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 I unless you're living in the mountains and the closest person is a hundred miles away from you um, that'll probably be the exception that I would give but if and you, you don't have any communication yeah, devices yeah but as and long you're as probably a very happy person yeah, you probably are right <laughs> <laughs> living off the land you know what I'm saying yeah. But uh, as long as you are taking part in society on any level today, you have access to information. What you don't know more times than not, that is by choice you make. And then there's one other category. You have people that are willfully ignorant. They refuse. They just don't care to know and would rather be spoon-fed or told what they need to believe and where they need to stand on any given thing um, and those are dangerous people yeah those are the kind of people that will turn you in yep you know like your neighbor yeah there, there, there's information is too easily accessible now to claim ignorance i think you can not know the extent uh to which something may go but just to say you're just you, you just have no clue i don't think there's any excuse for that I, or I to really hate don't. someone just because they don't yeah. agree with you oh i'm going to cancel you i'm not going to let you see the grandchildren i mean i mean as a logical thinking human race that's that's wrong yeah you don't need to treat each other like that i don't you don't have to agree with everybody but you don't need to be treating them Yep. indifferent or poorly yeah i mean there once was a time in this country where you shake hands or you dust your hands off and you go your way they go theirs and that's the end of it but now man it, it is at the loudest most violent individuals are the most ignorant ones it is is incredible you can easily identify who these people are based on how they carry about themselves. You know, it's usually a sign that they don't know anything about anything and they're un unable to engage in, in a constructive discussion about anything. So what they do is they resort to name calling, they resort to getting loud and boisterous and, and, and just try to control the the interaction that way yeah as a means of intimidation yeah. right you yeah, know so well let's wrap this thing up uh, so in summary 
what drives your thinking? Logic or emotion? Remember, not one's not right, one's not wrong. We just are what we are. But why do you have a physical reaction to this or that or to policy or political ideologies or a name? Why do you hate this person or hate this news outlet? Um, is it because your friends do? Is it because you're on the Twitter and that's the latest thing? I mean, can you come up with your own reason beyond you're just jumping on the bandwagon? So think about that. Where do you get your data? And then are you going to take the time to educate yourself? Are you going to take the time to do the research and look into something? And basically that's taking in all the news outlets that are out there so stretching yourself beyond cnn beyond fox news i mean taking in all the other entities of news and putting them together and looking at them and, and making up your own mind um you got any final thoughts yeah um i i understand and appreciate how time consuming that can be we all live busy lives we all have commitments you know jobs kids family and everything that comes along with that i still think that because of the stakes that are in play that it is important for us to have uh, a healthy awareness of of what's going on you know, um, i used to have a rule of thumb you know before i leave my house i'll just scan through the news just to see what's going on outside because i mean every day was something and you just had no idea what you're walking into when you step outside your front door so just for my awareness i felt it necessary to go that route but i, I know it can be a very daunting thing and especially now where the news cycle is nothing but negative that that has its own price but do not stick your head in the sand. Things are really bad right now in this country. Uh, government perspective, uh, policy perspective, uh, financial perspective. I mean, there, there isn't too much that uh, we can feel good about. But that's just the reality of, of what it is. And closing your eyes or sticking your head in the sand is not going to change it. Just or wait. allowing yourself to be intimidated exactly but don't leave it up to other people you know look and into don't things get sucked for into the emotional yep. response um thanks for your time for watching we welcome your honest feedback in the future we'll be making improvements uh like lighting and yeah. sound and background or whatever but thanks for watching you got just let us know uh if you have questions or something you want us to cover all right thanks yep see you next time